Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. My name is Shakira and I am the host here. If you are already a part of our Carefree family, hey, thank you for coming back for a new episode. Now, if you are new here, you can subscribe for free for free 99 and you will get notified every single time we have a new episode and that just happens to be every Tuesday at 9 a.m. So here on the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast we talk about news, politics, music, entertainment, but most importantly life lessons that I have learned along the way and that I wish to share with you. Let's hop into our Carefree updates. So to know me is to know how much I loved the group, the Migos, before they broke up and went their separate ways. And I specifically remember being in college when I first caught wind of the group. I was obsessed. You can ask any of my friends and they will tell you. In fact, the second, the third shirt that I released when I was selling um, like t-shirt designs in college the third shirt said bossed up and the whole theme was inspired by the Migos because they had a song out at the time called T-Shirt. That video is still, you can still find that video that I created to promote that shirt. It's still on the internet. Um, but the song was called T-Shirt and I used that song as the inspiration behind the promo video that I made for that shirt. And also for my 20 something, I don't remember, birthday, they came to Tallahassee. I remember I was in school and it was perfect. It was like they came the night of my birthday. So my friends and I, we got a section in the club, went and saw Migos perform and I was, you know, a very happy camper. Love Migos. Love their music. It's like the soundtrack of my entire college experience. So I was devastated when I heard the news about takeoff. Um, being murdered in Texas like that my niece is the one that told me and I still couldn't believe it and I'm I'm still having a hard time kind of grasping that but I do send my condolences out to his family his friends his fans anyone who may have known him or who was impacted by him um whether directly or indirectly it's just it's you know I I was deciding last week whether or not I was going to have an entire podcast episode talking about all of the murders that have been occurring in, you know, hip-hop and rap from Nipsey to Young Dolph to, um, I mean, just so many people. Like, the list is so extensive. Pop Smoke, Take Off Now. Like, it's just crazy to me. And it's like, at what point do we, it's just like the value of a human life is just, wow, wow. But that's another topic for another day. I won't get into that today, but my condolences and I hope that you all are taking care of yourself during this time. Also, Glorilla on some brighter news, Glorilla released a EP, her very first EP is called Anyways Life's Great. I listened to the entire thing front to back. I've listened about three times. I want nothing but good things for her. Like, I love her. She recently did an interview where she was talking about she went on a fast for the first six weeks. Did she say six weeks or 60 days or something like that? 60 days. She went on a fast. Um, her and her friends and 
at the end of the fast, that's when she did FNF, and her life has just like gone up ever since. So, I mean, if you want to take that and you want to do a fast yourself just to see how it goes, cut out those things that you feel like may be hindering you or you spend too much attention and time on, and you want to focus on something else, and hopefully, actually, today's topic will help you with that a little bit. I hope so. But anyway... Life's Great is out now wherever you listen to your music, so I hope that you'll support her as well. Speaking of support, Anita Baker. Also, to know me is to know that I love Anita Baker. Like, she is one of my top, top singers and entertainers. I've seen her live at the Jazz Festival in Miami Gardens, um, and it was amazing. So, you know how excited I was to hear that she is going on tour next year. And I just wanted to let y'all know, in case you wanted to go and look up the cities that she's going to be in. She will be in Atlanta on Valentine's Day next year. Yeah, 2023, she will be in Atlanta on Valentine's Day. So y'all already know, I'm in there. Whether it's by myself or with somebody else. I will be there because I will not miss an opportunity to see Anita live and neither should you. Like she is one of those people that sounds better in person. Like her her records sound amazing, but in person it's like wow, like it will make you cry. So, you can look up her tour dates if you are interested in that. I also wanted to say that, you know, this past week has been a roller coaster for all of us. And I just want to say that, you know, America really be America-ing. Like, when you least expect it, America will America. And America is going to America every single time. Between Texas, Florida, and Georgia, between those three, I think Texas, Florida, and Georgia are always, like, the problem children of the United States. Like, of the 50 states, those three are the ones that are always in trouble And, you know, I was looking at the results, the election results. Well, first, let me backtrack. As you all know, I live in Georgia right now. So on election day, that morning I went on a walk. And I walked in this area where I guess you can say, like, the homes are very nice. And I'm walking, like, in the a.m. when people are at work. So I'm walking, 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 walking. And I'm noticing something. I'm walking. My walk is over 40 minutes. And I'm noticing that I am the only black person here. First, when I was driving there, I'm looking at the yards and I'm looking at the houses. And I'm like, oh, these are nice houses. I'm seeing a lot of Brian Kemp signs. I only saw one Stacey Abrams sign. And when I saw that, I was like, ooh, okay, I know where I am. (laughs) You know, and I parked my car and I'm walking. And I'm, as I'm walking, I'm like 20 minutes in, I'm like, am I the only black person out here? Because I'm the only me I see out here. And it's like women with strollers and their dogs. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what the other half does at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. in the morning. Like, this is what it's like, right? And so if that was any indication as to what the outcome of that election was going to be like, that was my hint that morning. When I saw that, I was like, of course, of course. But I saw a very great tweet later that day because people kept saying, you know, why are people, why are women voting outside of what's in their best interest? 
or why are minorities voting outside of what's in their best interest? And somebody's response, and I don't think I will ever forget it because it was just so good, but their response was, they aren't voting outside of their best interest. You are mistaking where their interests lie. And I was like, wow. Like my, I had like a mind blown moment because I think that we just assume that as women, women are going to vote in favor of reproductive rights, in favor of women's rights, in favor of all these things. But that doesn't mean all women. Same with minorities. And so, you know, I said all of that to say America be america and I'm no longer surprised, you know, and I will say that I really want us to stop this narrative like uh, black people just need to get out and vote more. We aren't the problem. We aren't the problem. If you look at the numbers from the most recent election, we aren't the problem. And I'll leave it at that. Now, also, as you all know, in the last episode, I mentioned that the Christmas drive is going to be live and in full effect. If you would like to contribute to the Christmas drive, um, where we donate to the homeless shelter and also the Hope community where there are unhoused women and children, you can do so with the link, the Amazon link in this podcast description. You'll find a link to an Amazon storefront where you can go in and purchase things, whether it be socks, blankets, caps, gloves, uh, toys for children, and it will be sent directly where it needs to go. And I appreciate you all in advance. Hopefully, we can meet our threshold. Now, here's a break for our sponsor. And then at the other side of that, we'll get into our topic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When we were on lockdown in 2020 and early 2021, a lot of us picked up things to occupy our time, um, to distract us from the day-to-day things, to distract us from the news cycle. And one of the things that I picked up, I picked up a few things, but one of them that I really enjoyed was painting. I really loved, um, you know, I went to Michael's and got new paints and I was learning about mixing different colors to get different shades and things that I wanted to paint and researching artists, you know, and that was never something that I was like, I really want to learn how to paint, you know, until COVID. And I was like, hmm, what's something that I can do at home? Oh, I can paint. So one of the things that I painted, I painted um, a few like cartoon things. And then one that I was really proud of was a portrait of Diana Ross. Now, that one is back home in Florida, but it came out so nicely that I was like, I want to do another portrait, and I was thinking of people that I wanted to paint, and Angela Davis came to mind. I saw Angela Davis when she came to my university when I was attending graduate school at Florida State. She came, and she was, I mean, amazing speaker. I love her. She's one of the people that I um, admire. Yeah, I guess I can use the word admire um, or I respect her journey and I respect what she's done. Right. So I wanted to paint a portrait of her. I started the portrait. You know, I did the afro. I did like the basic outline and things, but I just stopped 
on her jawline and one of her eyebrows, and I never picked up the paintbrush again. And so since I've moved to Atlanta, I brought my canvas, I brought that portrait that I never finished of Angela Davis, I brought my paints and my brushes and everything that I need to complete it. Those things have been sitting in the same spot that I left them when I came here. And so yesterday, Sunday morning, I was cleaning up and I looked at the painting and I was like, I said to myself, I really need to finish this painting, but I'm waiting on inspiration. Like I said that to myself. And instantly, as soon as I said it to myself, the answer in my head, the comeback in my head was, waiting on inspiration is futile. And I stopped in my tracks. I was like standing in the middle of my living room and I was like, wait, that's good. Waiting on inspiration is futile. And so I sat down for a second and I started thinking about it. And I was like, of course, like that has to be our topic for this week's podcast. Because I don't know about you all, but I know for me personally, I'm at this stage in my life where I want to do so many different things creatively. Um, and I know those things that I want to do. And I have all of these ideas and thoughts jotted down. And I know what I need to do to get things done, right? But the thing that stops me, the roadblock or the barrier for me is inspiration. I'm always waiting on inspiration. I'm always waiting for inspiration to strike. And in waiting, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm like, where's the inspiration? I need the inspiration so I can finish. And it hit me. Waiting on inspiration is futile. Now, if you happen to look up the definition of futile in the dictionary, you'll see that it says incapable of producing any result, ineffective, useless, and not successful. So basically, waiting on inspiration to strike you in order for you to do something, start something, complete something is useless. It's useless. It's ineffective. And it's not successful. Have you ever been scrolling on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, whatever your platform of choice is, right? And you come across someone who has created this thing, who has done this thing, and you think to yourself, that's what I want to do. Or they stole my idea. Or I could have done that, but better. That's what I wanted to do. I planned on doing that, but I could have done it better. I think that if we are being honest with ourselves, a lot of us have had those thoughts on social media um, because one, we're human, and two, that's kind of what the landscape uh, breeds. Like, it breeds that ideology. And I came to just be brutally honest in this week's episode and let you know that other people are getting ahead. You feel like they're getting ahead of you or... Um, they're ahead of the curb or, you know, whatever it may be. And you may be thinking to yourself, but I'm, I'm better. Like I can write better than that. I can take better photographs than that. I can paint better than that. Right. Or like me with this Angela Davis picture that I haven't finished. It's now almost 2023. I started this maybe 2020 or early 2021 and I have not finished it. Um, because I'm waiting on inspiration, right? And there are some people who have done beautiful portraits 
maybe 50 portraits in the time span that I've just been looking at this portrait waiting on inspiration to strike. And it's not because other people, it may not be because other people are necessarily better than you, but they may be putting the work in that you aren't. While you are waiting on inspiration to strike you, while you are waiting to be inspired, while you are waiting to be on your couch and inspiration to just knock at your door and force you up to finish something or to actually do something, other people are getting a jump on things that you wish to do on your dreams because they are putting the work in. When I was in business school, our dean, oh my gosh, she used to say this thing every semester. Every semester, we would have this, um, you can call it, we used to call it a forum, but imagine a auditorium filled with students in that major. And every semester, we would have the same forum, and she would give the same speech every semester. But shout out to her, though, because at the time, I remember thinking to myself, why does she say the same thing every semester? But now, like, being out of that school, I'm like, she said it so often. Well, who knows? She may have been saying it so often because that was just, like, her annual speech. But she, I, I would like to think that she said it so often because it was something that she knew we needed to hear over and over again. And it has stuck. Like, if that was her goal, job well done because it has stuck with me. But she would say this one thing, and it is, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And I like to think of your creative works or different things that you want to do. And also, y'all, when I say like creative works or creativity, find what this is applicable to in your life. Because maybe you're not a creative and that's fine. But think about other things that you have going on and how you can take the message and apply it to what you do have going on, right? So don't feel pigeonholed because I'm saying creatively or whatever. But I like to think of what she said. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity in the same way that I think about our approach to being inspired and inspiration and needing to be inspired to finish something or do something. Because there have been so many times, especially recently, where I have had different opportunities, different conversations with people, and I haven't been prepared. And There are things that I know I need to do, things I know I need to work on, things I know I need to write, and I'm waiting on inspiration. Meanwhile, I'm getting all of these different opportunities, and I'm not ready because I've been waiting to be inspired when I should have just been sitting down and doing the work. And earlier this year, I was at work, and I saw this. I drink a lot of tea, and I open like the tea, and you know how some of them have like a little tag at the end of it? And the little tag is like, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. And I kept it on my desk because I was like, wow, it isn't. (laughs) Like, I think of opportunity as that person that's like, you're sitting on your couch and that person like knocks at your door and you're sitting there. And in the time it takes you to get up from your couch and get to the door to open it, the person has already driven off. And then she calls you and she's like, hey, girl, I stopped by. And you're like, why didn't you wait? Like, I was coming to the door. And they're like, oh, girl, you were taking too long. 
that's how I think of opportunity. I think opportunity, you have to be sitting by the door waiting for that knock. And when you hear that knock, you have to be prepared and ready and willing to open the door. You cannot wait. That's how I think of opportunity. Um, And so I started thinking about, you know, what kind of visitor would, if opportunity is not a lengthy visitor, then what kind of visitor would inspiration be? And the more I thought about it, I was like, inspiration is less of like a visitor and more of we look at inspiration as a visitor. So we're waiting on inspiration to come our way so that we can do these things. And then we end up waiting and waiting and waiting. Inspiration is more like that partner in a group project. And y'all know what I mean, group projects from school. There was nothing I hated nothing that I hated more than a group project when I was in school. And that's because rarely do you get a group that's perfect. Rarely, out of all of your years getting educated, out of all of your years, middle school, high school, uh, whether you decide to go to college or not, all of those group projects you end up doing, you may get one or two really good groups. Rare, rare. Most of the times, the dynamic um, was like the person, that one person that pulled the load for everybody, that like kept everybody afloat and who kept the group chat updated. And it's like, I went to the professor's office today and they told me this, like that's the basically the group leader. Like you have that one person like that. And then you had uh, the person who was kind of under the group leader. Um, they were cool. Like they may have been friends. And they helped, like, the group leader out. And then you had the third person who did absolutely nothing. Um, But when presentation came, like, they would just kind of stand there. And you have to, like, give them the note cards to read or let them know which uh, slideshow is theirs so that they know what they're supposed to be doing because they haven't been attentive in this whole thing. And then you have, like, the fourth person in the group, um... This person is like the in-between person. Like they weren't doing too much, but they also were doing like just enough to get by and where the other two group members didn't talk about them because they did just enough. Like they did more than the slacker. So the other two members didn't feel the need to talk about that person because the slacker was enough to talk about like, you know, that fourth group member. And so... I was thinking about these dynamics that we usually have. Now, mind you, this you can give and take some of this. Sometimes you have different dynamics, but for the most part, that's what I encountered. And so I was thinking about this, and I'm like, inspiration really is a partner on a group project when you really think about it. And if I had to give inspiration one of those roles, I would say that inspiration is that person that helps the group leader and you are the group leader oftentimes we try to give inspiration the keys to the car and it's like here drive the car I'll sit in the passenger seat you do your thing I'll be over here and inspiration is like no you drive you crank the car up you open the door you crank the car up unlock my door so I can get in you put your foot on the gas so the car can go and I can give you directions along the way. We have it mixed up where we try to sit in the passenger seat and inspiration is like, no, I'm, I'm in the passenger seat. You have to be the one driving this thing. 
And as long as we are waiting on inspiration to drive us, the longer we will be waiting and waiting and waiting in this car. And so in terms of the group dynamic, I think inspiration is like that second group member because if you're the group leader, if you are the person that is doing the research, if you are the person that is doing the work, who is pulling everybody along, that second group member is there to help you out. And it's like, okay, I got your back. Like, you feel stuck on this? Okay, now let me help you out. That's how I view inspiration. I found that when you sit down and meet inspiration halfway, it's a lot easier to connect with. And honestly, I'm preaching to the choir right now. I'm probably making this podcast episode for myself because, again, there are so many things that I wish to do and want to do and I have written down in my big notebook of ideas and have not done them because I've been waiting to be inspired. And it just hit me this week, this past weekend, that I'm like, you cannot wait on inspiration to strike you. You have to be the one pouring fuel on the fire if you want it to burn. So I was thinking last night, how can you meet inspiration in the middle? So if you are sitting down and inspiration is there to meet you halfway, how can you meet inspiration there? Even when you are like, I just don't feel inspired. For one, the very first thing you can do is open your computer, open your notebook, whatever, your pen and paper, your iPad, whatever the thing may be, whatever you are trying to do and accomplish, open it up. The hardest part for me, I'm not going to lie, in creating new podcast episodes is opening my computer, pulling out the microphone, plugging in the headphones, pulling up the software. Like, that's the hard part. This part is the easy part. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I got to pull the mic out. I got to. That's the hard part. Once you do that, inspiration will meet you halfway. Y'all, I typed up an outline for this podcast episode, maybe five sentences. I'm looking at my software now. We're 20 minutes in. Inspiration will meet you halfway. That's what that point is. Like, just open the computer, open the notebook. The longer that you sit with those things closed, the longer you're just going to be waiting. So open it up. Even if you're just staring at a blank screen, eventually you're going to want to put fingers to the keyboards. You're going to want to do something. You're going to get tired of a blank screen looking back at you. So open it up. Secondly, you need to go and live. I have been in so many seminars, so many workshops from writers, from directors, producers, uh, actors, and even talking to them personally. And one of the things, one of the questions that they always get is, how do you stay inspired? How do you get inspiration? And everyone says the same thing. They say, go and live your life. You have to be able to pull from something. You can't draw from an empty well. Like being so bogged down in creating something in work or whatever it may be, and you aren't living, eventually you're going to run out of things to be inspired by until you go and live your life, until you go and create bonds, until you go and socialize with people, until you go and be inspired by somebody you see walking down the street with a dog. 
you never know where your inspiration can come from, but you just can't reside in your four walls or in your house and in your apartment and expect to be inspired by something unless you are going out and living and you are creating experiences for you to be inspired by and for you to be able to draw from. So secondly, you need to go and live. You need to go and live your life. Third, I think that if you are like, you know, having one of those moments where you're like, I just can't think of anything like you're banging your head against the wall. One thing that I've found that is really helpful for me is to revisit my old works. So to revisit old podcast topics, like one day I was going back down um, to the very early podcast episodes. Like, remember the very first episode here? If you have been here since episode one, shout out to you because episode one was, and this is actually a full circle moment, because episode one was about Kanye West and when he said slavery was a choice. And I talked about that. And I remember it bothered me so much that he said that, that I was like, I have to just get this out. And I made a podcast episode about it. And hence, here we are years later, uh, four plus years later, still talking, right? And so I go back from time to time, whether it be a YouTube video, a podcast, the old blog post. Um, even drafts of things that I've written and never, you know, put out anywhere, just wrote it just because, and I will revisit those things. And I'm like, oh, wow. I remember what made me write this. I remember what situation I experienced that made me want to use this. And so I think it's good sometimes to go back and look at your old works. And sometimes, I know if you're anything like me, you may be like, "Mm -mm, I don't want to see the old stuff because it can be cringe. Like hearing old podcast episodes, I'm like, ooh, like hate hearing my voice, hate how the audio sounds, uh, hate how this video looks, hate how I wrote that blog post. You know, it can be cringe, but the inspiration that you get from looking at your old stuff top tier is chef's kiss and also you know you can get inspired by it but you can also be re-energized from it because I can look back at things and I'm like I remember I was putting the work in you know and then also I'll look at what I was receiving in response to the things that I was putting out and I'm like I want that again So that's another tidbit that may be helpful for you if you are looking for inspiration and all of these things. The next tip that I thought about um, for trying to meet inspiration in the middle is to think about something that you like that someone else made and then ask yourself, what would I have done differently if this were mine? Shakira, what do you mean by that? Okay, here's an example. If you want to be a writer if you want to be a director let's say a director if you want to be a director what is your favorite movie by your favorite director watch it or watch the show or whatever it may be and think about things you would have done differently even if it's something as small as I would have had the camera on this side instead of this side or I would have used a close-up for that line instead of a wide angle or I would have used this song on this moment instead of this song. If you want to be an artist, a painter, go to the museum or go online, look at your favorite artist's work. I would have used this color instead of this, or 
I would have used this landscape or this material instead of this. I'm trying to think of things that people um, may want to do. Photography, apply it to whatever in your life and think about things that you would have done differently to work that is already created. Now, I'm not saying go and jack somebody's work. I'm not saying go and recreate somebody's entire style, but think about what you would have done differently and that will help you discover your style and things that resonate with you better, right? And then as you start noticing those things, you'll want to apply them to your own things, which will set the fire under your bum to go and make something and go and do something. And lastly, the most simple thing that I think people really just don't do is ask for inspiration. Ask your friends, ask your family, ask strangers in a coffee shop. You will be surprised how others can inspire you and also the ideas other people have. I think so many times we think that we are, you know, the end all be all when it comes to creative projects and that nobody is as creative as we are. We are creative geniuses. The barista may have a really great idea for a story and that person may not want to be a screenwriter, but they're just like, yeah, I thought about like this alien story and they kidnap whatever, whatever it may be. That person is never going to write that story. And also, I'm not saying go steal it. But, you know, just have conversations with people like, hey, you know, I am this. I do this. And I'm just really searching for inspiration right now. Uh, what would you do? Or what have you been thinking about lately? Or if you were a consumer of this, what would you like to see? So I say all of this to say that the longer that you are waiting on inspiration to knock at your door, you are going to be waiting and waiting and waiting because very rarely will inspiration strike you so hard that it will force you up and force you to go do the work. You have to choose. You have to make a decision to go and do the work and inspiration will meet you there. So be inspired, but also put the work in. And I hope that this episode is helpful to you. Uh, if it is, let me know. I'm over on Instagram at Shakira White. That's Shakira with two A's. DM me. We can talk. Uh, don't forget to stay black and carefree. And I will see you guys in next week's episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys. <laughs>